Hello world. Welcome back to our Tuesday episode of Hello World. I'm so happy to be your host. I'm Juliet Friedman and I'm um, joined again back with Suze here um, from Singapore. She was on vacation last week and we're so happy to have you back. Yes. Hello world and hello Juliet. It's awesome to be back um, on the show again together with you Juliet. So what did I miss last week? Um, last week, we had our great lineup of our Tuesday cast with Burke um, bringing us some great TikTok videos. Um, my personal favorite was one um, with some cool Excel shortcuts and Aaron Whistling, obviously with OSS Spotlight, always um, some great content. Last week, he talked about GoCV and Christina Warren um, brought us all, as always, some great developer news. And my favorite was her pick of the week, the... Um, Game man. Somebody made a big Game Boy that looks like a game man. Anyway, that was pretty funny. So but we're happy to have you back. Thank you. And for this week, um, do you have some major announcements to share on your end? Yeah. This um, For our news this week, we have um, tomorrow and Thursday, uh, May 5th and 6th, we have the Ability Summit happening. It's a free all digital online event that brings together people with disabilities, allies, and accessibility professionals from around the world. And you can register for that at aka.ms slash Ability Summit. And you can, as always, find any links that we share today in our show notes at aka.ms slash Hello World. Sounds great. Definitely going to check that out. And some fun stuff now. Juliet, a quick Tuesday trivia. Do you know Microsoft's, Microsoft's default font? Um, I think it's Calibri. Right, and just last week, we at Microsoft announced that we are changing our default font for the first time in close to 15 years. And we want contributions from everyone in selecting the new one. Let's have a look at the five contenders. Yep, and my personal favorite would be the beer stat. Oh, this is awesome. I had no idea that this was happening. So thanks for sharing this with us. Um, as I look at this, I think that my favorite is probably the Tenorite. No, it has to be the VSTAT. But regardless, we hear we yeah. want to hear your favorite and you can tell us what's yours in the chat and send them to at Microsoft365 on Twitter. So let's talk about today's agenda, Juliet. All right. Today, first up, we're going to have um, File New Project with Scott Hanselman and his guest, Bedemi Mubedin. And after that, we're going to hear the latest developer news from Christina Warren with This Week on Channel 9, followed up with um, Aaron Whistling and OSS Spotlight and then Burke Holland bringing us the latest TikTok videos that we need to be watching. Mm, sounds really exciting and I'm definitely pumped up. But before we start, remember to hit on the like and share button if you enjoy our show and want to show some love. So we love feedback too. So please tell us how we're doing. And um, you know you can do that and find out all show notes on aka.ms Hello World. Great. So first up, we have File New Project with Scott Hanselman and Bademi Mubedin. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman and it's File New Project where I'm talking to early in career developers on their journey into tech. Today I'm talking with Bedemi Muibedin, who's calling from Lagos. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am very well and I'm thrilled to be chatting with you. I follow you on Twitter yeah. and we talk on Twitter sometimes. And you are an Azure infrastructure engineer, right? Yes, I am. I was looking though on your LinkedIn and I noticed that you don't have a LinkedIn full of tech. You were actually at the same company uh, maybe last year doing sales. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So you made a transition into technology. 
Yes, I did. Very interesting story, I must say. Uh, for me, things just start with being curious, always asking questions. So I, when I started my job, it was like the first enterprise place I first worked. And I realized that I didn't have access to some applications. I couldn't do some things. And, you know, it was just, oh, why can't I go here? Why can't I touch this? Why can't I do that? So I started Googling the errors I was getting. And it was all, oh, you need to contact an administrator. And I'm like, who is the administrator in this case? Oh, I want to be an administrator as well. So uh, the old Googling the error things, Google the exact error code I got, Google the error message led me to Microsoft Learn. So Microsoft Learn was where I actually started everything from. That was 2020, yes. And um, I started learning, I started reading. At first, it wasn't even about certification. It was just about wanting to understand how things work, you know. And then sometimes they do things back end to the developer guys and they send us links where we can just do something. And I see that it ends with azure.website.net. And I'm like, okay, so this runs on Azure. I can do something too. And, you know, when the lockdown started, that was March last year, it was like the perfect timing for me to start, you know, if I wanted to switch, like I just made up my mind that this time I'm going to make a change. I want to get started in technology and I'm going to do just that. So I started following the right people on Twitter, connected with the right persons on LinkedIn, and you know, started asking questions. What can I do? What's, what exactly is it that, you know, that technology really is? And for someone just starting out, I'll say it's confusing really because there's a plethora of things out there that you could do. I dabbled into web, I tried Android, I tried, you know, learning to code and all of that. But eventually I said it with cloud because it was very, very relatable for me. I don't know how really, but it was something I could understand so well. I could explain to other people as well. So it was something I was excited about. And everyone around me knew that like, oh my God, she, she likes this. She likes talking about this. And so that was how um, certification started. Uh, it was just in my thinking, but I'm going to take this exam. Then I think I'm going to go for the next one. I'm going to take the next one. And, and really that was it. And so uh, I posted about my certifications on LinkedIn. Yeah. And someone contacted me and she says, oh, hi, Bidemi, I saw that you've got all these certifications. I'd love to get them too. How about we, you know, start talking? Would you like to connect? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And we start talking. So weekends, we do classes, we study together. She passed her stats, she posted it online. Someone contacted me. Would you like to join technology? I'm like, yes, I would. I would love to. And then that's really how it is. That's how it is. That's, um, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I'm looking here on my other screen at six months ago, you tweeted in July that you wanted to write all the fundamental exams by December and you did Azure Fundamentals, Power Platforms, Dynamics, Azure Data. Yeah. You did them all. It's really cool to see you on yes. Twitter make setting a goal. You tell the community mm -hmm. for um, to be inspired and to like have... Um, uh, them put you know cheer you on and then you did it yeah exactly yeah yeah it was it was more of I want to be committed to this goal you know so um I found this community everything really started for me on Twitter and LinkedIn and there's an amazing community of technology people out there really 
people who are always willing to learn, people who are willing to accept you, people who are willing to show you the way. This is how it works. If you want to do this. So when I found about the Microsoft Learn Ambassadors in State University in Nigeria, they, they were having this boot camp. It was a 12 week long thing. And it was amazing. You know, we did classes on Sundays, 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. for 12 long weeks. That was around three months. And I am, I don't know, I've never been so excited about anything in my life. Like people came on, you know, they were volunteering and they were like, oh, we need to do this. We need to do this. So, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Well, I've been so happy to chat with you. I wish I could talk to you for an hour. We need to have your own show <laughs> because you're a self-taught, community-inspired Azure infrastructure engineer. Thank you so much, Bidemi Mwipadine, for chatting with me. Thank you for having me, right. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, what an incredible journey that she's had. Um, thanks so much for sharing that with us and um, bringing that story to Hello World. Um, now let's take it over to Christina Warren with This Week on Channel. Thank you so much, Juliet. All right, I'm Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate, and this is This Week on Channel 9, which is a show where we go through the latest things happening in the developer space and latest news and, and changes and whatnot. My shirt this week is, I've worn this before, but this is like a cross between an Apple and a Microsoft logo. It's like the Apple logo and the Windows 95 logo. I think it's pretty great. So that's my shirt, but enough of all that. Let's get into this week's latest developer news. So first things first, Microsoft Build is just a couple of weeks away and registration is open now. So you can go to mybuild.microsoft.com. We'll also have links in the show notes description down below and you can register. It takes place between May 25th and the 27th. I'm gonna be there, a ton of other people from Hello World and from Channel 9 and from all around, You know, the socials are gonna be there. You don't wanna miss it. We're gonna have great stuff, so be sure to tune in and uh, we're gonna have a great time. Next up, I wanna give a shout out to an event that actually took place yesterday, but you can catch the recap and the replay online now. And this was the Pure Virtual C++ Conference. And I've actually heard from a number of you that you want more C++ content out there. So the Visual Studio team brought it to you. So uh, there are there's a playlist on YouTube of some kind of a pre-videos um, that, that took place uh, before the uh, conference itself, but the stream itself is also online on YouTube. So I've got links to that in the show notes in the description down below if you wanna check out all of that good stuff, be sure to tune in. Next up, very cool blog post from Mr. Thomas Maurer or Mr. Izzy, as I like to call him after his better half, uh, who's fantastic. And uh, Thomas has a blog about how you can install Windows Terminal on Windows Server 2022. And Windows Server 2022 is still in preview. So there are it's not completely finalized yet. And so the way that you would install Windows Terminal, which is one of my favorite apps, is a little bit different than what you might typically do. But his blog gives you all the details. So if you are playing around with Windows Server 22, do, but you want to get all the benefits of the awesome stuff happening with Windows Terminal, check out his blog. Really good stuff. Next up, this is pretty great. So Microsoft is um, now the top tier, is now in the top tier of, uh, I guess, donations for the Python Foundation. So Python 
is a programming language that's been around, gosh, I guess like 30 years at this point. It's really taken off in the last five or six years. At Microsoft, we use it a ton. We really support it. We have like the, the Python extension for Visual Studio Code and we use it in a lot of our other products. Uh, and now we're putting our money where our mouth is, which is great to see by, by supporting the foundation and the community. So I really love to see this. It's always good to see companies supporting the communities, especially when they're languages that are as important as Python. So next up, this is uh, pretty great. So GitHub is, uh, a couple of years ago, GitHub bought a service called Dependabot. And um, for a, a while now, Dependabot has been in preview. And what Dependabot is, is it's basically a dependency manager tool that takes care of a lot of your dependencies in your projects. So it'll scan through your repo, see what dependencies you have, and then lets you know or even automatically do things like updates so that you're not having like security issues because you know one library or dependency that you had had an issue and now every time you're cloning that repo or you're using it, you either have to manually go through and update things or even worse, you're using something that might be insecure or outdate. So uh, the service has uh, been in preview for a while. It is now fully available and uh, you can upgrade from the preview version to the native version that's integrated within GitHub. There's more details on GitHub's blog post, which we've got in our show notes and our description, but really, really good stuff. Check it out if you, you know, struggle with dependency uh, hell as I do. And next up, also speaking of GitHub, GitHub Desktop uh, released a couple of uh, updates and some of them are really good. So one thing that you can do now is you can hide white space in, in your diff view. So you can just focus on like what actually changed and not how many lines of white space are different because who cares? Sometimes I just wanna see what the code was. One of the other features is that you can now do local aliases within the GitHub desktop, which is really useful for people like me who often have a number of different repos in multiple places and sometimes like I don't know which is which, so now I can alias them directly in the desktop app, which is great. So more details on that in the show notes in the description, and you can check out GitHub's blog on that. Next, I just wanna give a, a quick uh, shout out. Uh, Juliet and Sue's already mentioned this, but we are going to be bringing out, Microsoft is be bringing out a new default font in Office. What? Uh, Calibre will still be around, don't worry, but there's gonna be a new default font. They're doing a bake-off and the design team wrote a great blog and they interviewed a lot of the font designers of the five different options. I like Seaford myself. Uh, Juliet and Suze had different opinions, but we want to hear your opinions and so does the team. So if you're using Office 365, you should already have access to those fonts now and give them a try and see what you think. And now it is time for my pick of the week. And it is May the 4th as we record this. May the 4th be with you. It is Star Wars Day. So happy Star Wars Day, everyone. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. If you have seen it, you know, watch it again. Happy Star Wars Day. Back to you, Juliet and Suze. Great stuff, Christina. Yeah, I've been away for a week, but your segment definitely <laughs> got me like up to speed on what's happening. So thank you. <laughs> right, so coming up, we have Amazing Aaron for OSS Spotlight. He told me that he's going to share something about Vim Show Studio. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Suze. What will you be talking today? Um, I was just sharing with everybody else that you promised me Vim Sure Studio. Yeah, so today we'll be talking about Vim and VS Code and why you should use both and something I really think could have been called Vimsual Studio. Right, you really got me there. Um, I thought Vimsual Studio is was actually what it is. So I've actually used Emacs, but not um, not quite Vim. So why would someone choose Vim over um, you know the rest? And what do you use it for? 
Yeah, so one of the main reasons I love Vim is that it's just absolutely everywhere. So as an open source developer, I do a lot of work on Linux and it's available on almost every machine I touch. And that could be an Azure VM in the cloud that I'm SSH'd into and where I need to work to edit config files and work with Git and things like Kubernetes. And when I install Linux on a dev box, it's right there as well. So it's also available in the terminal on my Mac and by default on every distribution I use with the Windows uh, subsystem for Linux. Sometimes I even connect to a Linux machine with my favorite Vim environment using a mobile device. So I might have a mobile device like an iPad or an iOS, uh, an iPhone using Blink Shell or Termux on an Android device, often VPN'd in with something like um, Tailscale to keep all that secure, but I can access that from anywhere. And that's effectively my entire development environment if I want it to be. So Vim is versatile, it's everywhere. I also use a modern Vim called NeoVim, which supports the language, ser uh, language server protocol pioneered by VS Code. And that enables NeoVim users to use language servers for languages like Go, Python, and Rust. And it gives me an environment I can run even in a Docker container. So that's fantastic. But for day-to-day -day development, I live in VS Code. So for Go, Python, Rust, and all the other languages, uh, because of the rich functionality, especially for debugging and all of the other stuff that comes along. So I use a fantastic extension, uh, VS Code extension called VS Code Vim, which brings all the richness of Vim to VS Code. Uh, I was skeptical at first about this, but about two or three years ago, a colleague of mine was telling me about it. Uh, and after one pairing session, I saw how fast everything and how you know, full uh, fidelity it was. I was pretty convinced. So now it has nearly 9,000 GitHub stars, two and a half million downloads uh, from the Visual Studio Marketplace. Uh, and at the time, I was in the sort of Vim or VS Code boat, but now I'm very much Vim and VS Code, and I get to work seamlessly between the two. Right, that sounds really powerful. So I'm a big fan of VS Code, and you mentioned VS Code Vim brings Vim to VS Code. So yep. how does that work? Yeah, so Vim is known for the length people go to to configure it, but sometimes you really want that simplicity and that great default experience. So from a fresh VS Code installation, I can just go out there and install VS Code Vim, and it brings all the key bindings and a Vim mode that I can turn off and on at any time. So I can use VS Code almost entirely with the keyboard rather than my mouse. Uh, this includes navigation and selection and search and replacement and all of the things that I, I do a ton of. Um, and this can be very helpful for some of us who might be trying to use the mouse less, give our hands a bit of a break. And I get to pair that with VS Code functionality like my favorite language extensions, the integrated terminal, and really simple things like tabs. Uh, and with one command, I can just turn that off. So it's also a great way to learn Vim in an environment that you're comfortable with. So it's very accessible. Uh, you'll become a better Vim user when you're inside a terminal. And you also become a better Vim, uh, VS Code user every day. Right. And so what should I do next if I'm a VS Code user looking to learn Vim? Or for the audience who is a Vim user um, who wants to feel at home you know, in VS Code? Right. So I have a, uh, a landing page, which I've uh, put up at aka.ms uh, hello-oss, uh, where I've got a links to VS Code Vim. Uh, it's got Vim in the Visual Studio Marketplace. Um, we have the... Uh, so the Visual Studio Marketplace, you can install it right there. And then we also have a great Vim cheat sheet called a great Vim cheat sheet, uh, which has all the great keyboard shortcuts you can use when you're learning Vim. Uh, you, there's also a fantastic blog post by Daniel Messler called Learn Vim for the Last Time, a tutorial and a primer. And one of the great things he talks about in this is using Vim as a sort of a language with uh, nouns, verbs, and adverbs, and nav the navigation sort of philosophy as well. And once you've sort of internalized that, um, and then baked it into your fingers, I 
you'll never be the same. So I won't spoil that, but that's all of those links are at aka.ms slash hello-oss, along with some of my favorite Vim and NeoVim resources. Great. Thanks, Aaron. That was really awesome. And I'm definitely going to try VS Code Vim um, right after this. So next up, we have Buck Holland sharing more fun stuff on Code Talk Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Code Talk Talk, your weekly roundup of tips, tricks, and triviality from TikTok. A place to laugh, a place to learn, a place to lose two hours of your life before you even know it. Uh, now, welcome. My name is Burke Holland, and this is a Bob Ross keychain. Now, speaking of Bob Ross, today is the 4th, so happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. So we're going to buffer our videos, a little bit of Star Wars trivia. Do you know how many Star Wars movies there are? Well, technically, there are 11. So there are nine in the canon and then two that are spinoffs, Solo and Rogue One. And fun fact, scientific fact, all but four of them are terrible. The three originals and Rogue One. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. I didn't I didn't come up with that. That's just true. I don't want to fight. It is true. Uh, but I tell you what, let's change the subject. Let me ask you this question. When you are coding, do you ever feel like there's too much on the screen? Do you ever wish you could just stare at your code and not be distracted by a million other things and icons and things like that? You can do that. It's called Zen Mode. Roll this first video. Do you ever feel like there's too much to look at when you're coding? Try using Zen Mode. Sheesh, that's a lot better. Now I can just focus on my code, code, code. Sheesh, that is a lot better. Now, Zen Mode's been around in VS Code since 2016. Can you believe we've been around that long? Yes, indeed. Now you can get there with Control K, Control and the Control K and Z keyboard combo or the command palette, you can turn it on. Also, if you don't like full screen, you can change that. There's a setting called full screen mode and turn, turn that to false. And then just hit escape twice to exit. Uh, unlike Vim, which you cannot exit. And by the way, do you know how to know if somebody uses Vim? Don't worry, they'll tell you. True story. All right, another fun Star Wars fact. Did you know that NSYNC was in Attack of the Clones? True, they were. They were cut at the last minute, but they were in the movie. Now here's another fun fact. When you're recording in VS Code, do you ever wish you could capture your, your, your keyboard strokes? Maybe you're creating a video or a tutorial or you're about to go viral on YouTube with your new channel and quit your job? You need screencast mode. Roll that next video. Hey, y'all. Here's perhaps the most useful keyboard shortcut in VS Code, and I promise you, once you hear it, you'll never forget it. When you have two files open that you're trying to move back and forth from, instead of having to click up top, you can do Command-P, and if you hit P again, it goes to the previous file. So that's Command on a Mac or Control on Windows, P, P. It's the PP command. You're welcome. Well, folks, it's a live show, and it was only a matter of time before that happened, which is me showing you videos completely out of order. So that that is the keyboard shortcut. That's the PP command, which you will now never forget, not just because it's the PP command, but also because I completely botched that segue. So uh, let's try that again one more time. Run it back. This time, this is screencast mode. I hope. Roll the video. Gee. Do you want to be able to give awesome coding demos and presentations? Try out screencast mode. Everyone will be able to see what keys you type and be able to follow along with your presentation that much easier. 
my gosh. I swear I am a professional. All right, now, you ready for another fun Star Wars fact? I know that you are. Did you know that in Return of the Jedi, in the end, originally Han Solo dies? It's true. And then Luke just sort of wanders off into the wilderness. But they decided to change that because George Lucas didn't think it was a very good idea to kill off one of the main characters. And so they had a Ewok party instead. Last fact, A New Hope is one of the first movies where the credits are not at the beginning of the movie. And George Lucas paid extra to opt out of that. You used to be able to watch the credits before you could watch the movie. And it changed all that. Thank you, George Lucas. Now, last, there are some scary parts in Star Wars, some scary scenes. There are some scary scenes in your code. Go ahead and roll that next video. Brushing your teeth is optional. You don't have to do it. You know what else is optional? Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. So remember, check us out on TikTok at VS Code. You can follow us or check us out at aka.ms slash VS Code Talk. And happy, happy, happy fourth, happy Star Wars Day. Apologies to our guest, Scott Hanselman. We'll get to you next week. And with that, back to Juliet and Suze. Thanks so much, Burke. I feel like there was a lot of spoiler alerts about Star Wars. I haven't seen it yet. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, I should just like be aware that if I go on the internet today that there's going to be a lot of Star Wars spoilers. It, it can't be a spoiler alert if they've been out for like a half a decade. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really love today's content. I thought it was one of the best. I had so much to learn today. What, what about you, Juliet? Um, it was all great. Thanks so much to um, all of our guests. And um, why don't we recap what happened? Sure. Let's have everyone back um, up on the show and do a quick recap of what we went through today. So from Scott and Bademi, we learned about following new project. So once again, Christina summed up this week on Channel 9 succinctly in just five minutes. And we also learned from Aaron on VS Code Vim on OSS Spotlight. And finally, all the cool and fun stuff on Code Talk Talk from the always beaming book, Holland. I'm sure everyone loved the PP shortcut tip. Yeah, that was great. Um, does anybody have any final calls to action for our audience, Christina? Yeah, you can go to aka.ms slash hello world and the show notes uh, will be there. They're also going to be in our YouTube video when this goes up um, after the show is over. If you want to see all the links for all uh, everything that we, uh, we called out. So aka.ms slash hello world. Awesome. Any final thoughts from you, Aaron? Yes. So I'd like to challenge everybody to try Vim and VS Code because I think it's fantastic. Uh, I have some links and resources at the aka.ms slash hello-oss. Don't forget the great cheat sheet by Chase Lambert and the blog post Learn Vim for the Last Time, a tutorial and primer by Daniel Messler. Those things will just set you up fantastically for all sorts of things, whether you're new to Vim or whether you've been a seasoned Vim user for a long time. Awesome. Thanks so much. And Burke, do you have any final notes to share with us today? I do. I would like to discover why it's so difficult for a guy whose only job it is to introduce four videos in a row, can't get the sequence right. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> we'll be back on that. But follow us on, so this is the kind of fun we have on TikTok. You're missing out. Uh, AKA.ms slash VS Code Talk will take you uh, directly there. And if you're making talks, 
you can uh, find me on Twitter. Send me a link. We'd love to duet or stitch. If you don't know what those things are, it's because you're not on TikTok. You need to be on TikTok so we can hang out with you. We'll see you there. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much. I will get on stitching with you. All right, Burke, on TikTok. Um, so next week, Suze and I will not be here on Tuesday. Laurent and Jasmine will be your hosts for our Tuesday episode. But um, as always, Hello World is here daily, Monday through Friday. And tomorrow we have Dean Bryan and Adam Jackson hosting Hello World. So be sure to check that out tomorrow um, morning at 10.30 a.m. Pacific or um, wherever you are in the world. It might be the evening or the middle of the night, and we have replays as well. Um, so check out that scheduler on Learn TV. That's right. And before we go, remember to like, share, feedback. Um, all our notes are on aka.ms Hello World. Also stay on even after we sign off, because next up on Learn TV, we have beginner series on dev containers. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you.